0: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 630 Chad. Well, sitting here watching Monday afternoon football. One of several adjustments. The NFL has had to make already this season because of the COVID-19 pandemic nine and a half minutes left in the third quarter, Kansas city, 13, Buffalo 10. Buffalo does have the ball seeing if they can drive to take the lead or tie it up. Of course, the national hockey league, had to adjust greatly, but they did finish the season. The Stanley Cup handed out after playing off in Toronto and here in Edmonton. Major League Baseball greatly shortened the season down to 60 games. The World Series starts tomorrow. Canadian Football League not able to go. Last week, U Sports called off its championships, and Canada West then followed suit, wiping out the seasons that they were hoping to get going after uh, christmas with a january start so you know that's uh some leagues have been able to go ahead some leagues are deciding not to what about going what's happening with acac of course numerous uh, colleges in edmonton and uh in the edmonton region so to talk about that the ceo of acac it is mark kozak on the line mark you're on with reed how are you doing sir i am good reed how are you today I'm doing great. It, it's nice to have you on the show. I, I always enjoy talking ACAC when I can. Of course, I, I worked in Lloydminster for seven years. Covered Lakeland College. Uh, the basketball program started up while I was out there with, uh, with Phil Allen coaching. Who, of course, since we've since uh, we've since lost, but that school rocketed to prominence, prominence very quickly because of his uh, because of his abilities and his recruiting. So, so I enjoy the AC, ACAC. I enjoy talking about it, and I was. I, I know there's still a lot of what-ifs, but but I was encouraged by what you guys announced uh, last week, and I was hoping you could break that down for everybody.
1: Happy to uh, share it with you, Reid. And thank you for all the support, by the way. You know, I, I think uh, we're a bit of a hidden secret some some places in Alberta because uh, um, we do offer a pretty good level of entertainment, sport entertainment. Last Thursday we... Sorry, go ahead. No, sorry,
0: I didn't say anything. Go ahead.
1: Oh, last Thursday we... Uh, we held a special general meeting of our membership to determine whether we would proceed with plans, tentative plans, for our season to resume in January. We had previously cancelled our fall season like uh, so many post-secondary sport organizations had already done so in the, this season. And uh, we still held out hopes that we could uh, offer some level of uh, competition for our student-athletes. And I know that uh, last week your listeners were likely aware that uh, most of the university and some of the college leagues across the country had uh, pulled the pin on, on their season. Uh, but we made a decision that we would not do that at this time. It's, uh, we feel like it's premature, and uh, we feel like there's lots of reason to be optimistic that we can, in fact, offer some level of ACAC competition in January.
0: Mark what's happening right now are teams like hockey basketball and volleyball practicing and if so are there opportunities maybe for a cohort team or any exhibition games
1: yeah there is you know we've uh, we've certainly left it to each institution to determine their level of comfort and uh you know we we're, we stay on top of this we've uh, we've surveyed our members to find out exactly where each and in, uh, each institution is at and some are are not permitting teams to practice yet. Some have been practicing since early September, and some are already being involved in uh, non-conference plays. So uh, everyone's at a different level, and uh, we're supporting them and, and letting them choose uh, how, how they want to be involved this fall until we make a final decision about the presumption of play in
0: January. Did you have a deadline for that? I mean, obviously, Canada West had one, which they pushed back, and then made the announcement ahead of that date anyway. But do you have a uh, do you have a date in mind?
1: We don't. Um, we initially our, October fifteenth. The meeting that we had on Thursday was the date to decide whether we would go ahead or not, and. Um, We've, we made the decision not to cancel. We, uh, you know, I, I, should, I should make it clear that at any time we could make a decision to cancel. It could be next month, it could be in January, it could be in February. Um, you know, that's, that's an option that we always have to uh, keep open because this situation is fluid and, and ever-changing. But at this stage, we are proceeding with plans and uh, likely by mid to late November we'll have a better indication of uh, whether we'll be able to go ahead or not and whether we'll have the support of each of the institutional
0: presidents. Talking to Mark Kozak today he's the CEO of the Alberta College Athletic Association they're hoping to get the sports going in January. Mark and look I, I know in this situation there's uh, there's a lot you still got to figure out but when you go do you think it would be some sort of a maybe teams wouldn't travel as much i, I and i know you kind of have teams in every corner of the province but would you have to probably do some creative scheduling or do you any idea how it would look
1: yeah we're doing all sorts of modifications i mean uh, this year is so so uncertain and and there's so many variables that we have to figure out uh, number one of course is safety and health and, and protecting the well-being of our student athletes in the community so we're making all sorts of uh alterations to our season uh, one of the uh, uh announcements we made on thursday was uh uh we formally withdrew from any participation in national championships the uh canadian collegiate athletic association had not yet canceled the national championships this this winter and um by withdrawing from our, our participation, we've given ourselves a little bit more time because we're no longer under pressure to try to qualify teams by a certain date to attend the national championships. So now we can actually stretch our season into later March and maybe even into April for basketball, volleyball, hockey, uh, the league sports that uh, you know require that. And then, you know, in terms of uh, what our season might look like, um, you know, we've we've already uh, informed the athletes that they won't lose a year of eligibility. So, regardless of what kind of season we're able to offer, um, they won't be they won't be compromising a year of eligibility for a shortened season or a modified season. How it might unfold, uh, what it might look like, is uh, you perhaps play one weekend. You might take the next weekend off, and then you play the subsequent weekend against a different opponent. So it gives you lots of time to, to uh, make sure that everyone is safe and healthy in between moving on to a different opponent and into a different community. Uh, we're also looking at the possibility of mini-tournaments where you might get uh, three or four or five teams in one location, and maybe for one weekend they play each other and then they take two weekends off. So just by by eliminating the national championships in our schedule, we've given ourselves a little bit more time to see what's possible and we're keeping all options open.
0: All right. And before I let you go, a lot of leagues that don't have billion-dollar TV contracts, which quite frankly is most of them, have said we we need money at the gate, Western Hockey League, AGHL. Could, Could the ACAC operate without fans or would that not be viable?
1: We could, uh, excuse me, we could operate without fans, and, and we're even debating that, whether I know that uh, AHS regulations would allow us to have up to 100 people. I mean, that's not a lot of revenue anyhow. It's really more of a, a courtesy to family and friends. But uh, one of the uh, uh, beneficial positions we're in is that four years ago, we developed our own television network, uh, ACAC-TV. It's a streaming network, uh, very high quality. We've invested a lot of time and energy and, and even money into this. And so we're actually in a position where we could stream all of our games and uh, sell that service on a pay-per-view basis and generate some revenue to help uh, compensate for the loss of uh, paid admission. So uh, we're actually well positioned to survive without live fans in our uh, gymnasiums and in the arena. So we're in, good, we're in a good spot for that for, in that regard
0: okay well that's good to hear well keep us updated and hopefully we're we're talking to uh, uh as much as i like talking to you I, I, the athletes and the coaches are <laughs> hopefully we're talking to them in january and we're talking about competition Sound fair
1: sounds good I understand that
0: entirely (laughs) that is Mark Kozak checking in tonight from the ACAC we will see they're going to try to get it going after Christmas and have a season Reed Wilkins sitting in for Jay Lynn today thanks a lot for tuning in pleased to welcome back to the 630 Chet Airwaves one of the all-time greats from the Canadian women's hockey team now a broadcaster Cassie Campbell pascal hey Cassie how's it going
2: not too bad Reed how are you
0: I'm doing well. It's good to catch up with you. Of course, saw you on television a lot in one of those four boxes with Kelly Rudy or Kevin Bieksa or Ron McLean or whoever. In how bubbles. was the?
2: We were in our yeah. Bubbles. How it was, was like the? How one. was the
0: remote broadcasting experience for you?
2: You know, it, I loved it. I'm not going to lie. I know uh, we had a little bit of a delay for Kelly and I when we were here in Calgary, but you know, to be home and to do this job—I mean, it is pretty much the greatest job ever. But it's even better when you don't have to travel for it and be away from family. So uh, I enjoyed it and, you know, had a lot of fun being on the panel and, you know, making fun of Kevin Bx a little bit and him making fun of all of us. And, it, you know, it seemed like there was a lot of chemistry there between us. And so it was just a lot of fun. And I think more importantly, it was just really exciting to have hockey back, wasn't it? I mean, just to kind of give us some kind of normalcy for those of us who are hockey fans or who work in hockey, it was... Uh, you know, just something to kind of celebrate.
0: Well, and I, I thought there were a lot of entertaining games, a lot of entertaining series. Even for Dallas there were a lot of Edmonton connections with Flaxdall and Nelson on the coaching staff and Sekra and Cogliano and Taylor Fadun played about half their games and they had a lot of you know, a lot of incredible comebacks and, and game seven overtime. But I just thought against the Lightning, I don't know, Cassie, it just seemed like I mean, first of all, take nothing away from Tampa Bay, but I thought Dallas maybe ran out of gas a little bit at the end too.
2: Well, and to find out after the fact, I mean, we kind of hinted on the air, some of the the potential injuries, but I mean, to find out the long list of injuries that they had, you know, with Taylor, uh, Taylor Hall and Jamie Ben and even, you know, who Dobin was dealing with some things. And it seemed like almost every single player was dealing with something on that team. And, and not just little, you know, sort of bumps and bruises, like pretty significant injuries. So, um, you know, just to see them kind of grind it out. And, you know, I'm not sure if any other team should have won. You know, I know you play the game to you get into the playoffs to have that chance. But I, I think, you know, without question, Tampa Bay was the cream of the crop. And, you know, they've kind of been right there for so many years. And, and I think last year the shocking first-round exit was exactly what that organization and those guys, that core group, know sort of that last lesson that they needed to learn and uh, but I'm you know once I saw them get through Boston pretty easily I you know I was pretty sure Tampa was going to win I mean they just had a complete team and and a deep team and um, you know I think they deserve it to win it for sure this year.
0: Cassie, we want to talk to you about the Hockey Canada Foundation. Of course, COVID nineteen has affected every area of our lives, and, and minor hockey and families trying to to keep their their kids involved in hockey is no different. What's going on here with the Hockey Canada Foundation?
2: You know, I'm so excited Reed, to be part of the Hockey Canada Foundation board, and and the foundation you know launched it today, the the new Assist Fund, and basically to to help subsidize. Um, you know, youth playing hockey and it's going to provide, you know, $1 million in registration subsidies and to help our Canadian youth, both boys and girls, during this, you know, tough time of COVID and, you know, so many people are losing their jobs or, you know, having cutbacks in their salaries and different kind of things. So, you know, this fund will provide, you know, up to $500 per player in registration fees and just kind of Try to eliminate some of that pressure, of if you will, that you know parents, a lot of parents are facing across the country about you know wanting to keep their child in hockey, but also understanding the expense of it, you know even more so during this time. And um, so, just proud to, to be a small piece of that, if you will, just you know sitting on the board and seeing this announcement go out today it's um you know it's, it's it's a pretty big deal and hopefully help a lot of families across the country
0: Cassie Campbell Pascal joining us on 6:30 chat afternoon so the Hockey Canada Foundation Assist Fund I'm on the website right now Cassie there's a big button to apply if if you need assistance there's a big button to donate if you want to help out and I know that's an ongoing going thing for me that sometimes we talk about Cassie as someone who hosts a sports show um, you know parents I, I wanted to keep my kid involved, but I was worried about the cost. Or And that's why we have organizations like Sports Central where it's, you know, it's gently used equipment that can be passed on to a, the next generation of kids coming up. But, I mean, that, that is sort of an ongoing concern, right, is that is that cost and keeping kids and families involved in it.
2: Without question. And, you know, for me, you know, obviously being a little bit more biased towards the women's side, you know, if you have two kids, and they're both playing hockey, and one's a boy and one's a girl. And then you hit tough times, uh, and you can only afford one child to play. You know, nine point nine out of ten times, the family's going to choose the boy, right? So uh, it's what for whatever reason that's usually the case. And um, you know whether it's because maybe that NHL dream of all that money or or whatever. But um, so this, you know, just it's just helping families. I think there's a, a real big realization out there. and and I know my daughter's just started back in, in minor hockey. And, you know, just you can see the smiles on the kids' faces as they've kind of gotten back to some sort of normalcy with school and some of their activities and everything's different and everything's not the way it was. But you can just tell how important it is, I know, for her to be, continue to be physically active and uh, and to play hockey and to be around friends and uh, to be in that competitive environment and, and just kind of let go, you know, so... Uh, I just know how important this is to a lot of Canadian families. And um, and hopefully, too, you know, with this fund, we get people that maybe couldn't afford any other way in previous years to, to have their children play hockey. Maybe we get some first-time hockey players that come in and benefit from this as well. And, um, you know, this is just sort of a, a $1 million, you know, registration subsidy that hopefully we can help a lot of Canadians and hopefully continue to allow our kids to play hockey.
0: Well, I, I love how you brought up girls hockey as, as well. And I'm wondering, when did you, because I'm assuming your daughter plays on an all-female team. It might have been a different experience for you. When did you first play on, on an all-female team?
2: You know, I started playing boys hockey, I think it was at least three or four years. And, uh, you know, my first year, they didn't even know I was a girl until a swimming party at the end of the year. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had this little show town and my got dressed halfway and, uh you know with half my stuff on you know before i went into the dressing room so whatever and um yeah so back in my day there wasn't a a ton of you know female hockey that's for sure and uh, i actually started playing in the u.s where is where i started playing where my dad was transferred there for work and you know moved back to brampton ontario which is pretty much where i grew up and you know, they fortunately for me had the biggest girls hockey association in the world at the time. And we had about four or five teams in in the Toronto area to play against, And we just kept playing them over and over and over every single year. And you saw the same people, but, um, you know, definitely my, my girl's in a situation now where she, she plays girls hockey, Calgary. I live here in Calgary and, um, you know, so she's playing with all girls and I, that's just something that wasn't really an option for me and my generation growing up. And, um, you know especially in some of the smaller provinces so this is it's pretty fun to kind of see how it's grown and and also kind of come full circle now as a parent um you know understanding you know just how much my parents put into it and getting up early for those like 7 a.m practices on sunday and um so it, yeah it's, it's been really fun to kind of watch her enjoy the game and kind of fall in love with it like i
0: did yeah, that's great to hear. Cassie, we'll talk again soon. Thanks so much for fitting us in. Thanks for telling us about the Assist Fund set up by the Hockey Canada Foundation. Again, people can find it on the web quite easily if they put that in. Thanks for checking in today.
2: All right, take care, Reid. Thanks for uh, promoting
0: this for us. 630Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630Chad.